0: Good morning, lovely listeners, and welcome to this episode of Focus on Arts. I have the great pleasure of having two of the members of the Marek Shmizik Arts Trust in the studio with me today, and we're going to be focusing on a project that has been some time in the making and is becoming a reality in 2023, and that's the Kilns at Tihoro. So welcome, Jane and Jenny, Jane Manthal and Jenny Shearer. Hello. So, Jane, can you just tell us a little bit about your association with this organisation, how how that came about, and then I'll get Jenny to do the same, and then we can get into talking about what the Kilns at Te Horu is about.
1: Yes, well, thank you, and thank you for this opportunity. I joined the trust about two years ago. Um, the Merrick Schmizek Arts Trust formed... Um, at the time that the um, Expressway was being developed, its purpose was really to help protect the kilns. And so I joined them as part of a enthusiastic, dedicated team who have worked hard um, and continue to to try and bring the project to fruition. Okay. Yeah. And
0: uh, Jenny, what's your association?
2: Well, I've been a potter for quite a long time and I actually knew Merrick. Meshek when he was there and looked after the property while he had a holiday once with his wife and um, always loved the whole setup and I was approached by uh, the secretary and somebody else to see if I would be interested to join about three years ago. And so I've been a regular attendee at the meetings and enjoyed watching uh, the whole Um, the whole project grow bigger by the day and just very pleased to be actually involved in any way. So Jane, can you just uh, give our listeners a little bit
0: of a rundown about who Merrick is and why his kilns are so important?
1: Yeah, um, he's really the start, he's the centre of our story um, he was a Czechoslovakian, or from the Czech Republic, a migrant who came out here after the Second World War um, via Australia, and ended up ended up in New Zealand. He is New Zealand. He was New Zealand's um, first full time independent potter. He was a really important contributor, and Jenny can talk more about his contribution as a potter so. to the New Zealand ceramic scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but he made his home here at Tihoro um in the seventies. He bought a piece of land and he developed the kilns, the, his unique beehive styled kilns, which are particularly interesting for his firing because he pours salt, he used to pour salt into one of them. And that gave a very distinctive look that his pottery that his pottery had.
0: Right. So you knew that you had a piece of pottery that had been created by Merrick?
1: Yes you did, didn't you Jenny? had a oh yes absolutely mm. Mm. that salt firing gave a particular finish to them um but the other thing that he did was he really created a community at tihoro you know he had his beautiful kilns but he did a lot of teaching um he was quite social wasn't he there were quite a lot of parties and festivals a december festival and a lot of people would go and visit him there there's a, lot, a lot of your listeners will have probably been to his place or have met him in the past, certainly have some of his pottery. Um, so he was very welcoming, and he made quite a big impression on the community, not just the ceramics community, but this Kapiti community too. So that's what makes him really an important treasure to protect, I suppose, because he's part of the cultural history of Kapiti. And that's what we're wanting to pick up and preserve and run with. Okay, so yeah. Jenny,
0: you you potty yourself. Did you do some work with Merrick over the years?
2: Over the years, we would go there for special occasions and do raku firings and things like that. And just to add to Jane's um, story, uh, he represented this wonderful wave of enthusiasm that engulfed New Zealand in the 70s and 80s where people, the classes were huge and people really loved the whole idea of making something out of clay and there was a very strong movement all over New Zealand to be involved in some way with the pottery scene. Okay, so so he was there for around about 40
0: years um, he retired, moved into Waikanae, and then the proposition of the expressway came into being. And or well, how did the trust find out that the um, kilns were going to have to be moved? What, what what was the the story behind or the communication behind that?
1: Um, well, it was really in a way it's quite lucky that the expressway came through because the kilns were somewhat sort of discarded, weren't they, Jenny? And Through that whole process um, of the Environmental Protection Authority um, establishing their conditions, the kilns and their significance were uncovered, I guess, or identified, is a better way to express it, and Heritage New Zealand became involved in recognising that they had to be preserved. And that's really soon after that the Trust formed to help oversee... That process, the kilns basically were right slap in the way of the expressway, right, so Merrick had yeah.
0: just kind of left them
2: well no well, what happened was Merrick was getting you know the property was getting rather rather large for him, he was getting quite a bit older, and they were sold to um, another potter called john Winera yeah that 's right, and they went on in his style for several years and then John died suddenly and um, that's, that's when the place was, was um, left alone and the buildings became vandalised over the course of time and um, so in actual fact, the conservator Ian Bowman came and looked at the kilns and as they were the last few of their kind in New Zealand, he decided that at all costs they must be preserved, and on the same site as well. Oh, brilliant! That is so good. I actually remember
0: reading something about this. I think it was in the Kapiti News um, last year. Uh, I guess when you know, sort of, at all, over the last couple of years, the revealing of it, the faint just sort of rediscovering of these kilns, and then what the plans were going yes. forward. Hmm. All right, so um, the expressway is being built.
1: Where have the kilns been moved to? They have been moved about 20 metres to the east, um, and it was quite interesting because initially they thought they'll just scoop them up.
0: And move them, and them as one piece, them.
1: yep. Obviously, we'll just move them. Um, but they discovered that the the mortar, if you like, that had held them together was pretty brittle and if they tried to pick them up they'd just collapse. The foundations that Merrick had built them on weren't that solid either. I mean they were fine for him. Yeah. But to pick them up and move them. And wasn't reset them going somewhere else, yeah. So it was quite an exercise, wasn't it? Duncan Shearer, um, an expert kiln builder, um, came and Any relation, Jenny? No, no relation. <laughs> Everybody I just else asked me you. that <laughs> He took them apart brick by brick. Yes. He numbered each brick. They got stored in a container, and their new uh, bases were built, and then he put them back together exactly brick by brick. Every brick, when you look up inside them, the um, pattern of glaze that sits inside the dome is exactly back where it was. Wow. Merrick yeah, they're would beautiful. be pretty, pretty
0: happy about that, wouldn't he? Yeah.
1: All the iron has gone back around them, the original iron. Um, they're they're very authentic. They won't actually fire right. anymore because, for safety and for longevity, they've had to be concreted right back into place. Right. Okay. Whereas to fire them, you need G- slight it, gaps. You in need between? it to be able to expand and contract with the heat. Yeah. Um, so, but it's yeah.
0: it's I guess the image of them and and the reality of them. Is the indicator, or is is what you're looking for, is is kind of like the um, the central piece to the bigger plan around what you've got?
1: Yes, yes, they'll be the heart of the site. Very well,
2: and they're like monuments in their own right, representing um, what the sort of kiln that flourished in the '70s and '80s. There were several of them, and I think there's hardly any left. And these are perfect examples of beehive kilns. Oh, brilliant. And what sort of size, do you guys
0: know, like, the logistics of size-wise, how big they are or mm. wide they are? or I can't tell you.
2: you can Huge. St- <laughs> you can stand up in them. That's oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So,
0: right. So yeah. they are not little by any no. way, shape or form.
1: So we'll find a way to show what they were like. We'll use audiovisual or recreations. So that people will see what they looked like, stacked yeah. with pots, how they fired. Yeah, Brilliant. the story will be told. Oh, yeah. excellent! Yeah. So,
0: so they've been moved over slightly to the east, about twenty metres. Yeah. Um, and but there's more than just that, isn't it? The plans, the trust's plans, are way bigger than just moving those kilns and preserving those kilns. Mm. So, do you want to talk a little bit about that,
1: Jane? yes well one of the one of the exciting aspects will be a residency for a potter um Jenny, do you want to explain how that works?
2: Well, what we'll do is we'll look for applications for potters um who would like to come and work on the site. We'll provide accommodation in the form of the old Tihoro railway station, which is being restored at this time. Is that all part of of this plan? Yes. Right, excellent. And we were lucky enough to get a grant from the Bloomheart Foundation and they have given us money to buy equipment for the um, resident potter and there will be a studio restored as well beside the uh, accommodation which was of course the old Tehoro railway station and Merrick bought that some years ago and Moved it on, and it later became a um, a bed and breakfast when the Maneiras lived there.
0: Oh, okay, so it's already been utilised. Yes, and it's
2: but it's now going to have a new life. Yes, yes. and we will ask for applications for uh, resident potters, possibly outside New Zealand as well as in, and um, a residency up to six months. And we already have an electric kiln, a gas kiln, and we're planning to build a small salt-glazed kiln to follow in Merrick's tradition, which will all be available for the resident potter. Oh, excellent. So at this stage, so you've got the building and that has,
0: are they all kind of in close location to each other? Like where the building is and where the kilns are, it's sort of like a set area?
1: it is it's it's a it's become a quite a smallish triangle of land at one end of it at the northern end is um ecological classified um bush okay native bush that's filled with all sorts of beautiful specimens and that was part of the corridor actually from Kapiti to the Tararuas, the bird corridor yes, so we're working to um restore that we've got a um k c d c Heritage Fund grant to do that restoration work. Nice, so you're going beyond beautiful. just
0: the whole pottery thing. Absolutely, Excellent.
1: we're wanting to recreate that experience that people perhaps had when they'd come to visit Merrick. And and we've set our vision to inspire, educate and celebrate. So we want people to come and be inspired when they see the resident potter working, um, to be inspired by the beautiful kilns, and to learn to learn more There'll be information panels all around the history of the land and the bush and the kilns and how they worked and Merrick and the buildings that are on the site. So we'll expect them to come and enjoy that and then we'll look to have events and celebrations in the spirit that Merrick had really. Um, to nice. get people back on site. So yeah. chances
0: are we'll actually have the spirit of Merrick yeah. there as well. Excellent. And it
1: sits right on the shared pathway, on the cycleway. Oh, okay. So that is will be a beautiful stop-off point. For people um, coming a through. From essentially between Pekka Pekka and Ōtaki. Nice. Um, we'll have a picnic area and spaces for people to stop. Excellent. And so and you uh, guys have got
2: a
0: lot of plans. So yeah. at this stage we're at, um, so the... the um, kilns have been moved. Um, the other buildings uh, have been relocated to, or they're all in the similar area in that triangle.
1: They were already there. Right. Merrick, Merrick had moved them. Right, onto okay. The site. Cool.
0: There's been a protective roof built for them by Waka Kotahi. Um, the actual site to develop um, any building renovation work and services, landscaping, etc. Has that started to kick off now that we're in the new year? Mm. Just. Just.
1: When <laughs> Good you, timing then. <laughs> when you drive down the expressway, you can see the railway station and it's scaffolded with the scaffolding and all wrapped in the white, in the white protective plastic um, and they're underway. Excellent. Which we're so deeply sort of, relieved about,
0: um, <laughs> So what sort of time span are you talking about to get um, a lot of that stuff to the point where it is actually a visitor's centre?
1: We are hoping to let the public back onto the site by the end of the year. Nice. We're looking at sort of November, fingers, she says fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> and
0: in terms of the um, residency, um, you've said about six months, have you got an idea of when you're going to sort of put it out there in general to the public?
2: Very soon, we're thinking about it now so we can work ahead. And putting the word out and sometimes approaching people who we think might be interested. But it will be out there very soon. Excellent. And is that
0: so that you can incorporate that residence with the actual um, visitor's information centre and in that? So it's all kind of happening at the same all time? All at the same time, mm, well, yes. That is a brilliant idea. Yeah. Um, and so Merrick's family, they're still around?
2: Well, his wife Pamela is still here. Here in the area, yeah, and um, his daughter I think lives in Petone, and his other children are in Australia. Right. So are they
0: all aware of, of what's going on with all this? And mm. they've yep, absolutely. So when you, so I'm assuming then that an official opening will happen at some stage.
1: Yes, yeah. absolutely.
0: And we'll get uh, Merrick's family spirit
2: in there as well.
1: Yes, they've been for a visit. Not quite sure how long ago that was. It Six was months ago, last year, earlier, I think. We sometimes. had the um, consulate general from Czechoslovakia, or Czech Republic, yeah, and some members of the council came and joined us. We have had fantastic support from our past mayor and our current mayor. Right, very, really, um, you know, supportive of, our, of the exercise, and they've both been on site as well and other other councillors as we as we can get access that's sort of our challenge we can't just wander on site with people we have to arrange it through because it's a construction site through Fletchers who have been terrific and and obliging but still we need to respect their timing and we can't just just turn up. (laughs) <laughs> when yeah. you want to, no. so
0: Fletcher's is, is the company, the construction company that is involved with this. Yes, yeah. yeah. Is there anywhere that people can go to, kind of like online, to see progress or to see what's happening or to find out more information
1: about this? Yes, we have a lovely website called The Kilns at tihoro.co.nz and we'd love you to go there. Anyone who's interested would like who would like to click on the link and join our mailing list. Um, no obligation, no one's asking you to do anything, it's completely free and that will keep you in the loop. You'll get our regular newsletters which go out about every second month. We've got some lovely merchandise on there as well if people want to get early jump on buying some of our items and if they want to help um, or be part of, of the team, we'd love to hear from them too. Excellent. Yeah, oh, that yeah. is so
0: good. So that was the Kilns at one word Dot co dot N Z. Excellent. Yeah. That yeah. is so good. Well, thank you very much, ladies, for coming in. I really appreciate it. Um we will be talking to Jane and Jenny again in a few months time when we're getting a little bit closer to a reality. Um and also to a, a conversation at some stage about the Resident Potter once that's organised, maybe even a chat to them which would be super awesome as well so um as jane said if you want to know any more about it um the kilns at nz is the best place to go that's the website sign up for their mailing list and then that'll keep you informed with the progress editors happening um, and if you are driving on the express expressway but not the driver because obviously you should be focusing on the road um have a look out and see if you can spot that white-wrapped building that is uh, the work in progress for this amazing visitor centre um, relating to some really awesome history for not only Te Horo, but for the Kapiti Coast as well. Thank you so much, ladies. Appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome.
2: Thanks. This program was made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.org.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.